0: E-R-S-O-C-K, Bower sucker.
1: Uh How about a little hoops visitation yeah. note, Craig? Sure. It's going on right now, actually. Source uh, just confirmed to be Texas hosting. Everybody keeps asking me when you talk about Texas basketball recruiting. Uh-huh. When's well, Chris Beard going to recruit some size? When they go get some size? Uh, not that I think a lot of that's overblown, but – Texas has some size on campus right now. Cedric Lath, six foot nine inch, 235 pounds, center, out of Henderson, Nevada, Liberty High School. He is on an official visit right now, as wow. we speak, to the 40 Acres. Uh, fresh off of uh, an official visit to BYU over the weekend, TCU, UCLA also involved in his recruitment. So, okay. Longhorns at uh, no verbal commitments yet in the 2023 class, but Ron Holland was mm-hmm. at the uh, exhibition on Saturday, the five-star mm-hmm. prospect out of Duncanville, probably the top prospect in the state of Texas. The students so. chanting, we
0: want Ron, when he was <laughs> yeah. up there on the floor, yeah. when he was there, so, walking uh, to his seat. So,
1: and, and I think, too, recruiting is it's tricky from the standpoint of you do have the G League factor with some of these guys, but also on top of that, you've got to keep some of your powder dry for the portal. Uh, And and with the way this roster is, I mean, guys can come and go, guys can decide to go pro, whatever the case is. You could have guys decide to come back. So you you can't just – it's not like it was even a few years ago where you could just say, okay, we've got X number of scholarships – Here's what our our recruiting class size is. You got to work with those numbers, and Chris Beard and, and that staff they do a really good job of of juggling the numbers and making it work at the end of the day. But Cedric Lath, yes, six foot nine inch center on campus right now okay. for an official visit. Yeah,
0: that would be some size. Uh, the guys who had some size for Texas also performed well in the 90-60 uh, to 60 win over Arkansas, as well as the tweeners and the guards. I mean, it was yeah. it was all pretty thorough.
1: I went and dug into the specialty stats for this, Craig. Mm-hmm. Uh, 45 bench points, a lot of that was Arterio Morris with a game-high mm-hmm. 19. Uh, 45 bench points would have been the most by Texas last year. Uh, 26 points off of turnovers. I think that would have tied for their second highest last season. 17 fast break points. I think that would have tied for their third highest last season. Uh, 1.3 points per possession, 69 possessions. You know, Chris Beard's teams typically average in like the, the 67-ish range for possessions per game. So possessions are up, points per possessions are up. Shooting percentage, the three-point percentage would have shattered their high last year, shooting over 62% from three, going 10 of 16. So kind of all the markers you want. I know Eric Musselman, one of the things that he applauded Texas for was their effort on the glass, 13 offensive rebounds. Arkansas has a goal as a team to hold the opponent to nine offensive rebounds. I think Texas had, like, 11 in the first half mm-hmm. on, on the offensive glass. Is that right? Yep, 11 offensive rebounds in the first half. So, uh, anyway, you slice it, Craig, shooting the ball, pushing pace, bench points, points in the paint. Uh, I know Musselman even said, too, he thought that the Texas bigs did a really good job of taking it to the Arkansas bigs early and just being relentless. I think we kind of got confirmation. And again, it's an it's a exhibition sample, mm-hmm. but – the speed of Tyrese Hunter is going to just naturally help improve pace of play, and the bouncy athleticism of Dylan Mitchell his ability to play above the rim and do so many different things at both ends of the floor and in transition. Those two guys on their own are, are going to be game changers.
0: I, I agree with you. Uh, the The transition and what they'll be looking for, I think, is it, it was impressive to see uh, when they had that going, and then and then uh, additionally, like you said, the what uh, Coach Musselman said, the way that they really controlled the glass. They went to the boards and did a good job and forced turnovers. it just kept pressure on the ball. And and as Eddie Oren said on the broadcast, it just made them uncomfortable yeah. the whole day. Really just just made uh, Arkansas uncomfortable.
1: And here's the thing about Arkansas. I mean, they're, they're the 10th ranked team in the country to start the year in the AP poll. I know our, our national basketball staff at 24-7 Sports, we continue to do our our rankings, our rankings release. Uh, our our group had Texas at 12, like the AP voters did. I think Arkansas at six. I think when you look at some of the analytics and you just look at the talent they've got, that's a team that could push to make a deep run in March. The problem they're going to have early, they're really young. And I think we kind of saw that, whether it's Nick Smith or Anthony Black. Jordan Walsh kind of got settled in as the game went on. I think Arkansas is going to be fine, but you could tell, and I think even Eric Musselman mentioned this after the game, they weren't prepared, the young guys weren't prepared we're that veteran essence of the Texas roster right now. You could tell it was moving really fast for their young guys early. And, and by the time they got settled in, it, it was well out of hand at that point.
0: Um, by the way, speaking of Anthony Black, um, the state executive committee of the UIL is uh, having Duncanville High School appear before them tomorrow. Uh, and oh, it, I didn't realize it was already coming up. Uh-huh. Oh. And this is about both boys and girls basketball. Uh, with mm. them, uh, with the possibility of uh, some recruitment issues and things like that, and um, so it'll be interesting to see how all that comes down uh, for that. So that's that, that's happening with that tomorrow. Uh, Texas women very impressive in a one hundred five sixty two win uh, over to Paul yesterday. Again, another example of a Longhorn basketball team making the other team uncomfortable. Yeah. The pressure they forced four five second calls in the first half. On inbounds, two in the front court, and 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 so they they kept them. And of course, the Longhorns did not have everybody available. Taylor Jones, the the transfer post coming in from Oregon State, I think is really going to give them something. She may be available for the season opener. That's what they're they're hoping for there. So they didn't have her or Fahm Masoudi, uh their other uh, post presence there. But they got post play. They definitely got uh, post play inside. Uh, obviously, with the uh, tremendous. Uh, effort that they uh, that they uh, got from Aliyah Moore uh, with with her uh, great effort, and then uh, the freshman from Desoto off that state championship team, Amina Muhammad. Uh, keep an eye on her and Khadijah Fay, the uh, the uh, Texas Tech transfer, had a double double yesterday. So that was all good. Consider this: they scored 105 points, and Rory Harmon scored a grand total of three of them out of 105 points. Yeah,
1: that, that's similar to the uh, to the men's game. Marcus Carr. Yeah. And, and Eric Musselman was asked about Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter. And he said, you know, he said Hunter went three for nine. He said Carr went four for 10. He said, if you told me going in that those two guys were going to shoot the ball like that, he's like, I would have really liked our chances. Yeah. And it was a 30 point loss with those two guys not shooting it particularly well.
0: Yeah. The depth of that makes a difference.
1: Yeah. I, I do think, too, Craig, did that, t- you know, t- going back to the men real quick mm-hmm. defensively, I thought they did a really good job. I thought they were really aggressive. Trapping, especially you know, kind of baiting Arkansas into to getting the ball in the corner and then trapping the corner and just forcing bad passes. You know, a lot. Of, I think a lot of those turnovers. Arkansas had twenty six turnovers. It's not mm. like they were just naturally just throwing the ball away or dribbling it off their foot. A lot of those were traps and bad passes out of traps. I did think though. Um, you realize Arkansas only made twelve of their last thirty five shots.
0: Yeah. I mean, they struggled. That happened a lot during that twenty to nothing run. Yeah, there in Texas, the first eight minutes of the second Texas
1: half, Texas ends up shooting the ball, shooting fifty four percent from the floor. They were set, Texas was seventeen for twenty five, shooting the ball in the second half. Uh, five guys in double figures. Arterio Morris with nineteen. I, uh, you know, we had Jabari Rice on the show after he committed to mm-hmm. Texas after he signed. <laughs> I love his game. I, I, he's one of those guys that. Uh, you kind of look at him warming up, and you're like, all right, I, well, I think we can handle that guy. And then you're going to look up, and he's going to give you, you know, about 12 to 15 solid minutes and have 8 to 12 points and three or four rebounds. get and in your face. Assists, be really good on defense. Dylan Mitchell, I, m- I mentioned 10 points and five boards with two blocks, including one that uh, he put, like, about in the third row. Uh, Tyrese Hunter with 10, and then Timmy Allen, just kind of your typical Timmy Allen game, 12 points, four assists, three boards, and a yeah. steal.
0: Yeah. Uh, that part impressive. Uh, and a couple other notes on the women, too. Shaley Gonzalez, the BYU transfer, uh, the way that she runs for and can shoot uh, the ball as well. Shay Holly had a, had a good job. I know Snoop's favorite player, the there former Westlake Chaparral. Hey, ten, uh, ten. Yeah, Yep, yeah. she, she had a good game. She scored seven points in about a – four or five-minute span of the second quarter coming off the bench. Uh, Also, Deanna Gaston, who started played well. And uh, Sonia Morris, the DePaul transfer, a little bit of a sluggish start, and we asked her about it in the postgame. She had to get comfortable with things, and then she did. And, boy, she had that nice little step back, like I described. It was kind of like a Dirk Nowitzki look, that little step back fade shot. That was was impressive to see. So, two impressive wins, obviously, for men's and women's basketball. And
1: can we agree the Moody Center set up for hoops is just freaking phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it is. It's going to be great. And and I was told, uh, if possible, uh, please refer to the building as Moody Center. I'm like, I know, not the Moody Center, just Moody, like Moody Coliseum or Moody the Moody Center or the Mood <laughs> Moody Center. I'm like, okay, so.
1: How about I? Well, that's used for broadcast purposes. <laughs> I'll refer to it. However, the hell I please <laughs> yeah, yeah. about that.
0: So I, I kind of struck the balance. I would say at the brand new Moody Center. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that kind of thing. The, so, new, the new barn. Yeah, absolutely. It was very nice. I, I, I saw where the media was sitting. Do you have an okay vantage point? I,
1: I like those seats better than the seats at the Urban Center yeah. where we were like directly behind yeah. the basket. Now yeah. you're at least kind of off in the corner. Height, uh, yeah. you know, distance from the court probably about the same yeah but yeah no it doesn't bother me
0: now. yeah fine. yeah it was a night it's
1: compared <laughs> compared to where it sounds like the media scene is going to be from now on at the big 12 tournament or where it'll be at madison square garden when i'm there next month oh. yeah it's fine
0: <laughs> yeah you're not going to look <laughs> forward to that you're not going to no, look forward to that i'm I've, just telling I've, you i've had
1: plenty of people prepare me for what to expect at msg
0: way 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 upstairs, kind of the hockey box area, and, and, and I have to call the guy. I did it once before when they lost to Georgetown that time. Not only way, way up at the top of the right but behind glass yeah. to do it. So, uh, yeah, you know it's up there a ways. All,
1: all, almost literally the nosebleed seats. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah kind of is like that. So if you get out to the mood. You'll you'll enjoy uh, seeing it. And they had 7,221 for the men's game in a, in a seating capacity of just over 10,000. That got noisy.
1: It did. Uh, Parking needs a little yeah, a little adjustment. Yeah, I need to work yeah. on that a little yeah. bit. Yep. yep. Uh, plan on arriving early.
0: Yeah, there's some access and egress things, I think, that probably folks figured might be an issue early on that they're going to have to smooth out, that they'll probably get smoothed but out. But nothing,
1: uh, nothing major. I know some people were complaining about it was taking too long to scan tickets and things like that yeah. getting into the building. But, yeah. uh, you know, just working the kinks out for the exhibition. But overall, yeah. couldn't have been a better weekend for both programs.
0: No doubt about it. All right. Oh, oh and by the way, uh, I mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Texas soccer had wrapped up the Big 12 championship, and they started the Big 12 tournament uh, with a 4 nothing shutout over in Round Rock at Old Settlers Park. They won 4-0 uh, yesterday over Kansas State. Their next action is in the semifinals on Thursday, also at Old Settlers. They'll take on West Virginia, Texas. Volleyball back in action this week. Longhorn baseball against San Jack. What was it, 23-1 23 to 1 yesterday? 24. Or yeah, 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 something like that. 24. Yeah. So they they looked really good as well. All right. Up next, uh, inconceivable as we continue with Light the Tower.